Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power pack strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. I have with me on the show today, the product bosses. Hey, ladies. Hi. Hey, hi, Kelly. Kathleen and Mina, you guys are not only helping people inside your product boss world to define their niche and own their product and bring it to market successfully, but you guys have kicked off this amazing pledge to help small businesses really be reinvigorated, to help people not let what just happened this past year to so many small businesses ever happen again. So I applaud you ladies. The world needs more people like you. So why don't you guys start off and just share, just for those getting to know you for the first time, like talk a little bit about the Product Boss community and kind of who you guys are and what you do. And then I would love to talk about the pledge and what's happening and why. Thank you. And thank you for bringing up the, the pledge. It's the shop one and five pledge, which we'll get into, but we're the product boss. I'm Jacqueline. This is my voice. Um, and we are, uh, we help product-based businesses scale and grow. So what we saw was that there's a ton of information out there for service-based businesses, for digital products, but there was something missing in the world for physical product goods. Um, and a lot of times people felt like they had to take the, you know, the service-based information and convert it and figure out how can I sell my product with it? And and so we solved that problem about four years ago when we launched this business that we are the the people to turn to, to help you build your business. And we're all about women breaking their own glass ceilings. We are all about building empires from your living rooms um, that we know that there's a way to do this where you're balancing family, um, personal life, your own, you know, goals and alignment with your lifestyle, plus building a business. And we know, and we've seen, you can build seven and eight figure product-based businesses from your home and still have it aligned with your lifestyle. Right. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Mina, by the way. I'm Jacqueline's co-host and co-founder and co-founder of The Product Boss, as well as the Shop One and Five Pledge. And I can certainly get into that. Uh, Shop One and Five Pledge was born. We birthed it (laughs) Um, in 2020 because of, you know, it was our way of really contributing to this impact that small businesses have at a whole. You know, there's a reason why small businesses are considered the backbone of the economy because we really take up 40% of the hiring. We really move the needle as far as, you know, contributing back into our local economy to national economy to global economy. And so it was our way of really um, creating a pledge and making it be a a promise of, um, having one in five of your purchases go to small business. And, but we wanted to make it um, actionable, right? So we really created it in the sense of, you know, in your life, could you pledge to one in five? That's only 20% of your purchases. So even if you're out for the day, could one in five of those purchases be from a small business? And that way you stick with it and we stick with it and we really move that needle together. And so we created that and it's been fantastic. Small businesses have really, um, you know, shown up as far as, you know, we all are creating an impact together, but also we created a, a small biz directory. So if, if anybody is on um, shop1to5.com. You can also shop a directory that we created that is 600 businesses that are on there that you can shop from and they are yes. all small businesses. That is amazing. And it's, yeah, it's so, it's so powerful what you're doing because I think what happens is people do forget. Unfortunately, it's, it's, 
it's not even intentional. It's like you just get in your daily routine and you're go, go, go. And it's like, what's the fastest, easiest thing? And you do forget. And I love that you're also doing something that is evergreen where you're saying like, make this pledge ongoing. It's not about, oh, this happened. So let's do this for five minutes because this is what's going on right now. It's like, hey, let's let's like remember to make this a part of the decisions that we make. And I mean, we all know and, and we forget sometimes that innovation comes through entrepreneurship and that entrepreneurship is what drives our economy. And so we cannot lose that part of our society and we can't lose that part of our economy. It's so, so important for progress and also for creating great jobs, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, we saw, especially from an e-commerce perspective, it was one of the best years they've ever had. People were forced to shop online. They were able to lean in and sell to their customers. And there was a point last year where people were like, should I stop selling? And we're like, it's your job to keep selling because also as they've been doing better and better, they've hired, they've grown teams, they've employed people. So I think, and we say, you know, try to pledge to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. There's a lot of that sort of Main Street USA push which we can do, but all of you know, I mean, even those listening, all of you entrepreneurs out there, you're a small business. So sure. whether you're buying from a service-based business or a physical product-based business, it's the idea of of being conscious about where you're spending your dollars. For sure, right. for sure. I think that, you know, we've changed, all of us have changed, even as consumers, as business owners, when we've come out of, you know, last year. But when you really think about, you know, our lives have, we've adapted. And, uh, we won't be going back to the way it was before COVID, right? We won't be going back to that. So now I think that one of the things that our small business owners really have to do is, you know, we're adapting with everybody. So as your consumers are adapting their lifestyle and they're not going to go back, you actually have to adapt your messaging again, right? Adapt your messaging so you can keep moving forward with your customers where they're, um, you know, needs and desires are and, and how they're living their life now. And I think that is the really the beauty of owning a small business. You can do it. I mean, yeah. you really have the edge up on, um, you know, a big business because they're not as agile. They're not able to do the things that we as small businesses can do to meet needs of our customers. And we have such a closer touch and a, a ability to bond faster with them. So I think we have to keep that in mind is that, I mean, being a small business right now is our superpower. And with, you know, that superpower comes a lot of responsibility or whatever that movie quote is, right? <laughs> that with that power. So it's been amazing to see people really step into that and adapt to the new life that we're all living. That's awesome. Where, where do you find out about the pledge if you want to participate in it? Amazing. So you would head to shop one in five. So it's shop the number one in five, the number five.com. It's always something when you buy these domains, you don't think about how you're going to say them out loud, but shop one in five.com on there. You can take the pledge. And then in there, we have the small business shopping directories. You can just click it's accessible. We also have a downloadable PDF and then you can start shopping. Cause you know what? There's some major holidays or gifting holidays that are coming up that we need to buy for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love that you guys are filling the gap. I always, this is my favorite thing to talk about on the show because I feel like as entrepreneurs, people are always like, everyone does everything and I don't know what to do. And I don't know what my niche is. And there's so much competition. There's always these gaps that like no one is filling. And I love that you recognize that. And it's absolutely true. All of the resources are geared towards service-based businesses and there's really no education in the product-based model. So 
First of all, I think that's fantastic. Second of all, I would love for you guys to share a couple of the things that you feel are unique and very important about your approach to scaling a product-based business that don't usually get shared because there isn't a lot of knowledge and resources that is shared publicly about building that type of brand versus like a consultancy or, you know, a service-based business. Absolutely. Do you mean to start or you? Um, go ahead, Jacqueline. Okay. Um, so, and you know this, Kelly, because you own a product-based business, right? So the thing that, you know, a lot of times with entrepreneurship or digital businesses, you can kind of just have an idea, get a sales page up, start selling and hope someone buys yeah. it. Um, in product, there's a lot yeah. of, it costs money. There's raw goods, there's development, there's production, packaging, shipping, there's yeah. inventory that you have to house and keep somewhere. So there's a lot of startup costs that a lot of times aren't discussed. We have a ton of makers in our community. Um, so they're working from their house or making them themselves. We also have a ton of people who manufacture. So they get to, you know, concept the idea and then manufacture somewhere yeah. else. But that inventory has to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things to think about too is what we really lean into one of our, we have a challenge every, you know, about once a quarter that we, it's a free challenge, but we have the bestseller secrets challenge. And what we really believe either way, and I think you did this as you were going giver courage is you lean into a bestseller or more of a single product, minimum viable product. And you can do that without making products. You can do that with making products. So you can test ideas by building social media and testing different products. Or let's say um, I had someone once who wanted to do some dried flower bouquet company. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know if there's a market out there. What if you start building a social platform with a ton of beautiful bouquets, yes. see if you can have people follow you. And then if they do, and you have this audience, then you can pitch to them your idea or say, Hey, if you want this bouquet, I'm making it and it'll last you for the next like five years. Yeah. Do you want to buy it? Yeah. So there's minimal viable product without making product. And then there's minimal viable, viable product by making product, leaning in and seeing if it works. Cause a lot of times like a candle company, they might want to make bath soaps, lotions, candles, room incense, all the things. But if you can stick with um, more of a niche product and see if you can sell it, then you can scale and create variations from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that, you know, Jacqueline and I, we definitely have niche as far as physical product-based businesses. I think the thing that makes us really unique is that we really go along on the ride with them, right? We were very close and engaged with our, our clients, our customers. You know, we really, for us, um, we help build their skills, so while there's all these different people that might be experts in these different areas, we're helping them build their skills and we're doing it in a way of modeling it and representing it for them um, and bringing them together. And I think that's a little bit different as Jacqueline and I, you know, being partners, being female owned, it, you don't see a lot of collaborative female owned businesses, nor yeah. do you see two minorities coming together. You know, yeah. a lot of things that are just different as we move forward, as far as, you know, the leadership of that. And, um, and then also um, having people uh, building that culture within the product boss even. So I think that's one thing that's unique for us is that we've seen product experts. We've seen Amazon experts. We've seen all these different types of physical product-based businesses. We just have never seen it in the way that we've done it, where it's like really skill building to the point of, you know, hey, we know that you, you know, a lot of our makers, they 
they sometimes people assume that they're just hobbyists because they're making something in their garage, their basement, their whatever, you know, and, and it ends up taking a little bit of mindset work and prodding and skill building and being there with them and having them come together that they step into being the boss of their business. And we really encourage that in a way that I think is really unique to the two of us. And so it's just one of the things that I've been really proud about our platform is that we've really shared that amplification of what it's like to collaborate, but also to be very successful. Even if you are working out of your garage, you still are, oops, you still are the boss of a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many opportunities for leadership right now. And I I love this moment. I feel like this moment is, is a very special moment because I think that when you're coming up in business, you always think that you have to be at a certain level to lead. And I feel that this moment in time that we're at right now, leadership is so needed at every level, in every space, in so many ways, shapes, and forms that anyone can step up and say, here's what we're bringing forward. This is the conversation that we're bringing forward that no one else is or that desperately needs to be had or the way that we're role modeling. Like you said, for example, you know, two women, you know, different diverse, you know, ethnicities coming together, being female-led, having a conversation in a space that's niche. Like, it's such a special moment right now. And I I just want people to, to recognize that because I think sometimes people think, you have to be at a certain level or you have to be doing amount, a certain amount of revenue or you have to be in business a certain amount of time. And it's like, no, the, the way that you get there is by seeing that opportunity and being that person right now and then allowing people to see and recognize what you're doing over time, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, leadership for me was never innate. And I saw that very clearly when the pandemic hit that my gut reaction was to kind of just to stop for a minute because I'm very much an internal processor. And I think what we're seeing now is, you know, if it wasn't for Jacqueline, who has, you know, who, who wanted to be the leader, but, but for me, that word leader was not my version of it, but she literally, you know, like in a way, like if you can imagine somebody reaching their hand to you and pulling you up. And that's one of the things that I think that we all can kind of do for each other. And we're seeing that more even as, you know, um, you know, from a seller to a consumer, right? It's no longer, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's literally reaching out your hand and being like, hey, I want to educate you on this. And here's the value I can give you. And it's just feels different than it's ever felt before. Um, because the, I think the relationships, the, the emphasis on them has gotten really um, more of the focal point because we've been in our houses. We've had to take the extra intention and mm-hmm. we've, you know, deli- been more deliberate about creating relationships and seeking that leadership and um, but also in a very collaborative way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. People are paying more attention also to like where their dollars are going and, and why which is why, of course, I love the pledge that you all are doing, but it's also another reason why I think for for all business owners, really dialing in and bringing to the market your beliefs and who you are and and what's special about what you're trying to do in the world. Because I think more than ever, people are paying attention to that. It's not just a business transaction. It is a relationship. And that's not just, that used used to be very different where I feel that in the coaching and consulting space, it was very relationship. In the retail space, and it was very transaction. 
Not anymore. I mean, I see with Giver Courage, like the reason people are buying from Giver Courage is the values, the mission, what's behind it. And they like the stuff, but the whole reason they're even looking at the stuff is because they're interested in the mission. It's not yep. because of the stuff, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and and like you said, with leadership, even no matter what, even if you are a jewelry maker or a candle maker, right. And I, I love that Mina brought up that it's value to your customer. Like how will it make them feel? What do they need to be, what needs need to be met and how can you offer them help? Um, but also within our community, right. We're very much collaboration over competition. We believe there's room at the top for everyone, right. There's room at the top for all the course creators. There's a room at the top for all the business coaches. There's room at the top for all of the candle makers and jewelry companies. We each have different audiences. We each yeah. speak differently. We're all unique in our own, you know, selling propositions. So um, I think that's important. The other thing I want to say, because I know you'd work a lot on team building. We have a lot of makers that are able to then eventually employ 20 other makers or artisans and so yes. that's amazing because one of the biggest things for them is that they're like, here's artists that maybe wouldn't be able to be employed. They'd have to go do something else, but she's actually able to train them and employ them and they get to still do their crafts and get paid to do it. Amazing. It's so true. And that, that's the ripple effect of business ownership is that you're exactly right. Like those are artists. They're artists that maybe they couldn't, not everyone is able to do the 1800 jobs that are running a business. Some people are just, they're not, that's not their wiring. And it's like, they would have had to choose between getting to do the thing that they love or going and doing a meaningless job. And now they're given the opportunity to do the thing that they love as a part of this bigger entity, which is so, so cool and so powerful and such a reminder of like, why? Why do we do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I know that you ladies do a lot with kind of like, what's hot, what's happening. You've been having a lot of conversations lately about like, what's going on in 2021? What's the conversation in the online space for entrepreneurs? So I thought that'd be a fun way to kind of wrap up today's episode. Like, let's talk a little bit about some of those trends that you guys are seeing. Yeah. Um, I think one of the ones I was just watching a, a Facebook or Instagram live a, a bit ago. And uh, one of the things that we're seeing, and this has always been the case, but even more so in 2021, we really want everybody to start showing their faces. And it, it is very much a, you know, people thinking that they're introverts and they don't want to or, or feeling uncomfortable, but people buy from people. Yes. And I want to give an example because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, consumers are are very educated now. They're such savvy yes. shoppers because they have a computer in their pocket, the yeah. iPhone, right? <laughs> and so they're just super savvy and um, they um, are just super smart now compared to what they used to be. So I was just on watching an IG live and, and they were talking about an oil cleanser and uh, the, there was a man and a woman on there and they were like, Oh, this is our, you know, one of our best oil cleansers. It's really great. I put it on the, sh in when I'm in the shower, right before I get on the shower, my skin feels so great. Make sure that when, um, you know, there's a little bit of grittiness to it and it exfoliates, they showed nothing of it where they could have actually just, they could have taken a few pumps of yeah. it, showed the grittiness. What the uh, lady that was on there said, you know, make sure you put on a dry face because you want it to emulsify. If mm -hmm. I had seen the emulsification, I would have understood what that yeah. meant for an oil cleanser. Yes. So I think as our consumers are getting more educated and can comparison shop within the touch of a button, you need to prove things or take it a step further. Mm -hmm. So while you can describe things and it's great that you're 
showing your face. You actually need a skill build in your selling capabilities. So no longer Lori Granny, you know, uh, I forget what her how to pronounce her last name, Granier, um, that she's not the queen of QVC. You literally have to take the her skill sets yeah. and 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 literally um you know, up-level yourself as a business owner. And I'm, I'm saying that coming from an introvert who's done the most videos I've ever done in my life. And they're still quite hard to be honest, but it's an intentional thing, right? You're challenging yourself to do things that, you know, you might not um, feel comfortable at first, but it's worth it. So I wanted to give the the difference of those things as well. hundred percent. Jacqueline, anything you want to add on your side, as far as just the What's, yeah. happen, what's happening side of things? For sure, people buy from people. I love that that we talked about that. I will say another thing that I'm seeing is that there's going to be a leaning into more of promotions versus discount sales. Mm-hmm. So because product was so slow this last year, there was a lot of inventory issues, especially big box. They realized that scarcity was more of the play than it was in you know, having tons and tons of product and, and having blowout yeah. sales. Like yeah. imagine Macy's when you can go use all the coupons and buy all the things. So yeah. I think the other thing is email marketing is still reigning true between video and email marketing and thinking about how you can promote your business or create promotions around around it, things that are special bundles, really leaning into value-based, you know, marketing um, versus always having to do the discount. It might come down to scarcity versus discount. And I'm happy about that because I hate seeing people discount their stuff. I know. And especially in a product world, right? You have to be so careful as it is, right? Yeah. And listen, the discount opt-in, it is what it is. You have to do that. And discounts or sales were meant to liquidate older product. That's the point of that, but not to try and generate or like acquire customers. And so finding the promotions for customer acquisition, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what is next for you ladies? What are you excited about in the rest of 2021? What are you guys looking forward to? Well, we just launched a brand new mastermind, the product class mastermind, where it's a, it's a bigger scalable program than what we were able. So we're going to have so much more impact on more businesses all in one. So we're really excited about that program and sort of how we're going to develop these business owners because we're really leaning into that. Um, and of course, we always have multi-stream machine, which is our signature course. Um, and then I think also just bringing the visibility of the shop one and five pledge. So as the year progresses closer to the holiday season and the buying season, you guys will see a lot more of us and hear about us. We've leaned into press, um, really bringing awareness to the pledge and to the directory to continue to support as many small businesses as we possibly can. All right. I love it. Uh, Mina, did you want to add one more thing to that? Um, yeah. One of the th- other things that I think we're all going to see is um, during the pandemic, I think it, the stat was something like 800,000 uh, women left the workforce. They literally left the workforce and came into the house. It was something like 100,000 men entered the workforce. So you're going to see this huge shift of things happening in every industry across the economy. Now, these women are also the ones that hold the purchasing power. Right. Because women typically have 90 yeah. yeah. percent of the purchasing power. And that's not just for their household. Usually it's for their parents' household. So the older generation, as well as their children. So this is multi-generational purchasing power. And then they're coming into the house because they were the first ones to come into the house because of the children being home. Right. Just happened to be that way. But mm-hmm. how are these women going to make money? Right. Because they are. um 
high achieving successful women. So I think we're going to start seeing, you know, innovation starting to happen. Like what you said, this is really what comes from, from uh, recessions, right? We saw Uber happen. We saw, I think even Apple came out of recession, so many big businesses. So we're going to start seeing that shift of innovation through women led businesses, as well as the purchasing power, like what you said, being more thoughtful, being more deliberate, things happening where, you know, if if you're a product owner, that you should really emphasize what your mission is, because there's social change that's top of mind for everybody right now. And so I think we're going to start seeing that 800,000 in a month is just a crazy stat to think about. And so, you know, that'll all unfold for us in the future. And I, I, you know, we're going to be a part of all of that, I feel like. I love it. I love it. It's an exciting time for sure. Okay. So ladies, this was an awesome conversation and I want to make sure everyone has a chance to follow along, tune into your podcast and check out all the amazing things you are doing online. I think everybody has a dream of a product inside of them, right? (laughs) Dream of a product inside of that. So where can people follow along and get in touch with you guys? Yeah. Thank you. So you can um, subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So it's the product boss and we are the product boss on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you need to find us. So um, head on over. We do an IG live every week and we're just here to support you. So if you need anything, you can even shoot us a DM. Love it. Ladies, thanks so much for spending some time with me here on the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. So excited to have you back. If you're loving the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things for me? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their business online. And I would so appreciate and have so much gratitude to you if you could take that action for me. And subscribing is what gets you notified each time a new show gets released so you never miss a thing. Our listener reviews have helped us to climb into the top 15 of all marketing podcasts and we'd love your help to keep on climbing here's our next 600 episodes together we so appreciate you and look forward to thousands more